everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through listening through podcasts. So with that being said, I have with us today from Los Angeles, California, Soul Food Sunday, uh, Charles Glaster and D. Isaac Jones. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. So, yeah, how I love it. I love that you guys are on. I appreciate you guys responding to the reaching out to you guys on Instagram and DMing you. Um, so, I mean, based on the title, do you serve food every day or just Sundays? I would just do Sundays for now. I love it. And so, tell me a little bit about you guys. Tell me about your background. Um, has food been in your background? Why did you decide to start this concept? What is this concept? Let's talk about that too. But let's give a little bit about your guys' background first and what led you to creating this business. Got you. Well, I'll go first. Uh, so I'm Chef, by the way. Um, the Isaac had started cooking maybe about two years ago, three years ago. And he used to just sell it out of his house by himself. And um, I was like, I was into cooking, but not so much like selling food, more so just like cooking for taste for myself, for my close immediate friends and stuff like that. But like with the business opportunity, uh, you know, the Isaac kind of presented it to me like we could probably, you know, join up and, you know, make make it lucrative, you know. So that's kind of like, it summed up. Uh, the Isaac could go a little deeper, probably. Well, yeah, actually. Yeah, Isaac, tell I, me about your I'm history. Why, how'd you get started cooking food at your home and selling it? Because that's a business, obviously, and you've thought about it. Right. Well, like you said, we uh, we teamed up about a year ago after I, I was already selling food. And um, we thought that it might be lucrative like you said, and spaces are kind of hard to find to, to run the whole food distribution. But I recently had a barber shop, and we had a, a space to sell our food. But we ended up, you know, teaming up on a deeper level and, and decided to just do it from home. We were more comfortable in our own setting and kind of like all money in type of thing. And it, it became bigger than what it what we started it as, and more people started to reach out and appreciate our food. And me and them are already friends, and everybody knows us together. And it, it kind of just meshed, you know. And us selling the food now has begun to just take off, and we we want to watch it grow. Have you always cooked soul food? Was that what you always started with? Um, I mean, have you ever cooked in restaurants? I mean, sort of what's your background? Have either of you guys come up cooking? Did you have parents that cooked? Like, where did this come from at all? I mean, I just, to jump right into food, I guess, this is my question. Obviously, you guys are doing well with it. It's starting to gain momentum. So give me a little bit of background there. Well, yeah, of course, uh, both our parents, you know, are great cooks. My mom's a great cook. My grandma's a great cook. And coming up behind them, watching them cook all these years, it kind of just, you know, just it just stuck with me. And then 
I like good food. I like I know how I want my food to taste. And they never had a restaurant or anything, but it's always been restaurant quality soul food. I love so it. So for me, pretty much, my family, my mom always cooked. Yeah, she taught me how to cook majority of everything I know, yeah. But in addition to that, more of my own personal background is I've been an entrepreneur for the last eight years um, outside of food. Let's talk about that. Um, Let's talk about your guys' entrepreneurial journeys or journeys outside of food as well. Yes. So eight years ago, I started The Real Detail Guys, which is a mobile car cleaning service. It is based out of Los Angeles. You know, I provide jobs to the youth. We do fundraisers, givebacks, uh, all that good stuff throughout the community. And, you know, I've been able to sustain a business in Los Angeles for these amount of years, you know, <clears throat> which has been good for me. But like I said, last year when we started with the food, it was just this has, you know, people, everyone loves food. It's more of a general thing, you know, it's more of a, a open <laughs> Uh, an open spectrum that people, anybody can support you with that, you know, outside, different from like car detailing, you know? Absolutely. And one of the things I love about soul food is it's starting to get not only national recognition and, and more palates are becoming, um, recognizing it and wanting it more humans want soul food but it's also becoming an international thing people are understanding the international appeal and what i like about what you guys are doing which i want to exp- i want you guys to explain exactly what you're doing in the uh food space in a minute not just within soul food but sort of your concepts and what you do every sunday but that there isn't fast food soul food right now not in the way that has at least conquered our country where we have plenty of room for it or or entrepreneurs who are looking at it as a way of growing their business maybe even in just california so i like what you guys are doing in the model your branding um sort of the concept behind it right now where it is i mean it could be like ruby tuesdays everyday soul food sunday and so or tgi friday and so i like what you're doing And, I get uh, what you're saying. That was a that was yeah. a good like uh, that was a now, really good observation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, you know, how did you guys? How do you guys? Um, how do you guys envision this? What is it exactly that you're doing with within food right now in the soul food space? Well, well to be more clear, that our name is sold out. So. Our, the name in the Instagram says Soul Food Sunday just because that's the only day that we are selling. But the name of the company is just sold out. There you go. That's my bad. It's just so the audience knows that I take full responsibility for that. I see it in the notes here. Yep, I got you. So it's S-O-U-L apostrophe D and then out O-U-T. Cool, and I'll correct that on my notes and make sure it's right in the episode for the audience also. But... I get it now, but I also like the saying, and now I'm like, okay, now I did tie it all together and tie it together while you said it, but now you also have a saying that's almost the same thing as, like, it is, like, almost, thank goodness it's Friday, so, or thank God it's Friday. Just like what you said. Yeah. Just like what you said. Now it's like, it is an idea. Now it's both. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, I love this, and so explain to me what you guys do every Sunday. 
Uh, yeah, so every Sunday we pretty much prepare all the food. Um, we do all the prepping. We do all the shopping. We do all the, you know, getting all the utensils ready and everything like that. We prepare it. We post that we are open on Instagram, and people start to text us. <laughs> and they start putting in orders. Uh, we've started doing orders starting on, like, Wednesday, just so they'll have, like, five days to get pre-orders in, just because how the algorithm is, even if people see us post, you know, one one time before Sunday, that's probably not enough time to get their order in. So we have to, like, continuously post it to get, you know, as many pre-orders as we can. Do you want to tell them how we, like, do the food and stuff? Oh, yeah, well, generally we focus on our oxtails. Oxtails are the best sellers. They're the biggest thing that we sell. Everybody loves oxtails. Um, we also do jerk chicken, baked chicken. And uh, for our sides, we have macaroni and cheese, candy gams. We do cabbage. And we have the uh, uh, garlic rice. We call it so rice, but garlic infused rice. And we get up early on Sundays and we prep that stuff. And we, we um, cook it to perfection. Our oxtails cook over six hours. Our chicken goes in the oven, cooks just as long as the oxtails for that, that good jerk taste, keep all the flavor in there. Uh, Chuck, uh, he handles all the, uh, the, the the good prepping, all the slicing and dicing, all the stuff that well, he does the hard part basically. And we come together and it, it tastes like magic. Yeah, so in addition, you know, we have like, um, we take the customer order, so they'll text us, we'll take their order, we'll ask them what kind of car they're in. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it's not something that we haven't seen done before. You know, like a lot of businesses, local businesses in L.A. started just like this, like out of someone's house, you know, bringing our plates. It's like the nostalgia behind it. You know, we in 2023, but it's like the great food that we're giving, I think, is going to. I mean, I don't want to say like push us before, but just push us in our own lane. You know what I mean? Like we're not trying to compete with any other soul food place. We just want to push our product and, you know, let the food speak for itself. Exactly. And, and so what are your respective roles? Do you guys both cook? Do you guys both hustle? Like who does the Instagram? Like how do you guys sort of break up this and the responsibilities and things like that? And, and then that's one question. And the second question is like, how do you feel you guys complement each other as a team? Yeah, that's a really good um, question. So I typically handle all our social media. Um, Isaac does all the heavy cooking. Uh, We came up with recipes together that we've, like, curated and came up with. And now we've named them. You know, each recipe has its own unique ingredients, you know. um, What else, D? Um. Yeah, basically that's it. We check handles all the social media and all the cooking. You know, we, it's, it's, a, it's still a collaboration, but like you said, I do, I do all the heavy cooking, and we come together and it just it just meshes, bro. We we have uh, like the Isaac doesn't we're already like, friends. Like like the Isaac doesn't like talking to people, right? So I don't mind talking to people. So that's where 
like with our business model like we have to have somebody in contact with the public you know to let them know what we have going on like all our promotion all our logos and stuff like that like we have to have that part too so i pretty much do that and d handles like the food part for now you know i think that eventually it gets to a point where we both can you know not have to do so much you know as much as we put in now that's as much we'll get later so Is there is there something you guys don't enjoy doing? Is there any part that you're like, oh, I wish we had a better way of doing this? Or is it, and I do like the reposting <laughs> of the social media. And like, talk to me about what's your least favorite parts to do also? Or what are you guys seem to struggle with? Cleaning up. Uh, cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying cleaning up because we are in a house. So we have to like, you know, make the house presentable throughout the week. So it's like not just like a kitchen. Well, I guess you'd have to clean the kitchen the same way. So I guess the latter is being able to have staff that can help us do everything so that every movement in the kitchen is a little easier, you know. Explain that a little bit. What what do you mean by that? So like for the most part, if we had more staff like if we had maybe just two people for now with the amount of orders that we're getting maybe just two staff members that were like consistent it would help us maintain cleanliness in the kitchen so that we could possibly have more food made and prepare and i'm sorry prep so having more prep cooks or something like that you know um having a line cook would help us as well yeah being able to clean as you cook definitely um depletes the uh the cleaning tasks for the end of the day because we definitely have a lot of more 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 orders going in and out every sunday more than we expect sometimes it's less but it's still a task with cleaning up so that we literally doing it every sunday since the first of this year except for one we went out of town but other than that we've been 10 Sundays in only. And um, you guys are obviously learning pretty quickly, and I love this. So do you guys have, I mean, who are some of your role models, maybe leaders growing up? Um, did you know any entrepreneurs growing up or, or anything like that that sort of have motivated you and inspired you to go in this direction? I mean, so we personally, go ahead, D. Go ahead, D. I was going to say, as far as cooking, no. Not not any entrepreneurs as far as cooking, but other than like our peers. But he's an entrepreneur now. He has a, a business, and I, I've always been a barber, so we're not oblivious to you know um, running our own money making machines. But <laughs> in the food in the food world, we're not we're not we're not really followed by anybody else. Kind of like our own thing right now. We just other than our peers that we have today. Like our peers, like who? What you mean? Uh, like the other guys, other chefs that's out there right now, Taco Mel, Blue Kitchen, you know those guys. Like, yeah, we gotta, we got, we watched that. Oh, so you said you didn't really grow up watching. You said so basically, you said you didn't really grow up seeing that. More so now, as an adult, that's kind of influenced you, though. Exactly. Okay. So for me, um, that was dope, dude. For me, 
I feel like um, I just knew that I wanted to have my own business. Um, so, like, well, let's go back. Before I started card detailing, <clears throat> I was playing basketball professionally in Mexico. So from that to coming back home to settling back in Los Angeles and figuring out a plan to come up with a business, it was like, I got to figure out whatever it takes to make some money. So for the past eight years, people know me as the detail guy, the hauling guy, the painting guy, the everything. You know what I mean? I don't have no shame in my game. I hustle as hard as I can every day. You know, I wake up at 6 a.m. and figure it out. Um, so, like, no, not really any influences growing up about hustling and entrepreneurship because I thought I was going to go to the NBA. <laughs> but uh, as an adult, yeah, we've adapted a lot of the L.A. culture, you know, with the food vending and with, you know, obviously having, like, people like Nipsey Hustle that are with so familiar with, you know, from the music to the entrepreneurial activities, you know, it, it definitely influences us to have our own, like you said. Um, so, yeah, that's like, those are some motivational, you know, people that we've, you know, came across that now we can kind of follow in some type of footsteps, you know? Yeah, because I want to transcend something between two uh, anchor points. What? How about in basketball? Who was? Who did you look up to? Who did you? I mean, you obviously wanted to be in the NBA, but when you were a kid, who was like the NBA stars or the college stars that you looked up to? Better say it, <laughs> Kobe Bryant. I mean, obviously Kobe Bryant. I'm definitely a a, a Laker fan, you know, so. Definitely somebody like Kobe Bryant, but more just outside of the team, just player-wise. Like, I looked at players like Tracy McGrady growing up, you know, Hall of Famers like Reggie Miller, you know. And then, you know, I still am into basketball now, so, you know, I watch all the new players. But, you know, it's a different, it's a different feeling watching it now than when I was, you know, looking forward to, like, hopefully one day playing professional, you know? So now mm-hmm. I just game, you know, versus like more so uh, another player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I was just wondering, well, obviously Kobe Bryant is, is one of the best, obviously, and his work ethic is, is out of this world and his relationship with the billet and ability to be coached by multiple people and Tim Grover's impact on him has been enormous. So, I think all those things, like talk about someone who was a leader and had mentors surrounding him constantly and coaches around every avenue, I think that that's one of the individuals. So I think all those influence transcend um, just the sport of basketball, right? And our lives just in sports that we play or in Kobe's case or in whoever's case, it transcended basketball. Um, And a lot of them, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, um, you know, these guys, any of the later guys that you mentioned, Tracy McGrady, um, Dwayne Wade, those guys have started also making money and being entrepreneurs and doing things in other ways. I think Dwayne Wade runs a TV show now or something, a game show actually, you know, so that is part of the journey, right, is the transition as we get older, we can't play sports forever. It gets kind of hard. So, um, 
there's always that. What do you guys want for this business? How do you want it to grow? Do you want to be in stores? Do you want food trucks? Like, where are you hoping this business goes? I think that the most unique thing about us right now is that we already have something going on. You know, like, he's already a barber. I already have my detailing business. So we have sold out Sunday once a week, right? I think that the prayer, or like not even the prayer, but just like the hope is that it just develops into something. Um, we haven't even sat down. We haven't had the time to sit down and say, all right, let's look up for a food truck or let's look up for a brick and mortar. Like, to be honest, we're just so busy with what we already have going on every Sunday and that we're like pending to Sunday to make Sunday so perfect. Like, Every Sunday, we're getting better. You know, like, we're adding new things to the menu every Sunday. We're adding a new logo every week because I do all our logos and I can just, you know what I mean? Like, we're we're growing at a pace that I think is really fast because we're at 800 followers in three months. But I don't know, you know? Me and D haven't even had that discussion. D, what do you think when you think about sold out? <laughs> like, so like, when you think, every Sunday like, is kind of new to me. Every Sunday is new to you, right? Yeah, like, we're, like you said, we're constantly growing. Even someone else told me, like, hey, man, every time I get on Instagram, you guys got something new going. I said, appreciate it, man. We're we're just trying to, you know, do our due diligence and make you guys love us. Like, keep pushing the envelope, you know, because I've been doing marketing for the last few years. So it's like, when we go now, it's like, we already know how to do marketing. We just ain't never did marketing for soul food. Yeah. Like, you know, you already had customers. We probably get what? 15 to 20 people walking through his chair a day. Probably more. Yeah. I know. That, that, <laughs> that you just get to talk to every day. Wait you know in. I mean? So it's like, we're already touching people is this now we got another I got something else for you. Go ahead. Yeah, wait until you have a place called like fresh and sold out where you get your hair you put in your order, you get your haircut, then you pick up your food once it's your soul food once you're done with your haircut on your way out the door. When like people get <laughs> oil changes. The car yeah, like your car is going through the car wash. <laughs> yeah. And, Anyone who's been to the Midwest, there's quick lubes, which used to be quick lube and steak, which people used to get their oil changed and then get like a steak and cheese and french fries and a hamburger. Now they've built restaurants without the oil changes, but that's how they started. So just um, just kind of a cool fact there. But so I love what you guys are doing. So talk to me about the you said you're you're learning a lot and, and and every weekend and you guys really haven't had the discussion but one of the things you said was you do all your own logos and you do all of your own designing and marketing and stuff so talk to me about that and how you guys take that on and and who designs the menu items who comes up with the recipes who does you mentioned the artwork so talk to me more about that as well yeah, so um, with our art, with our artwork, I literally, you know, I use my phone and I do edits on like different platforms that I've like purchased through the 
in Apple store or whatever. And I literally just, me and D sometimes brainstorm and we sit down and we come up with stuff. You know, I bring a lot of things that I've used in the past to now that, you know, this new following hasn't seen. So it's kind of like fresh and brand new to them. Um, but literally like sitting down and being creative, like it's, it's beyond food. Like we can say we got the best oxtails, but you know, that's not probably what's going to catch their attention, you know? So when we post a funny video or us just being ourselves, if I just post D dancing and people like tapped in, like that'll make, that that makes them enticed to, you know, tap in. Like, you know, we some good dudes, you know? Um, so, yeah, things like that. Um, you want to talk about the food, D? No, pretty much. I just, I just kind of, I've been doing this so long. I just, I just know how to cook. I, none of the recipes are, are written down. I don't measure while cooking. We just, you know what it's supposed to taste like. You know what it's supposed to look like. And it just, it just goes well. Yeah, so even to our desserts, like, we didn't even tell you about the desserts. Um, we got peach cobbler, uh, banana pudding. I mean, not banana. Yeah, banana pudding and honey bun cake. So luckily, we fortunate enough where we have all three of those every Sunday as well. So what is, okay, let's uh, let's talk about what's your guys' favorite meal and what's the favorite food that you guys serve um, your customers? And then let's talk about what's the most popular. So that was what's your individual favorites and then what's the most popular with the customers? Well, my favorite is, my favorite is all our sides that we have now, the mac and cheese, yams, cabbage, and rice and gravy. doesn't really matter what's entree, which entree I, I choose, but those sides have to be with it if we're talking about soul food meals. I think whether it be turkey wings or fried chicken or, you know, meatloaf, whatever, but those sides have to be with it. That's just for me. Uh, as for me... Well, I definitely love our jerk chicken. Uh, a lot of people go straight for the oxtails just because that's what they haven't probably had in a while. Uh, a lot of places, I know some soul food places in LA sell it, but they don't cook them for six hours. <laughs> so they're not falling off the bone, like, you know, sold out. But I like our jerk chicken the most because it's like full of flavor and it's always, we always do it like to where it's still moist. You know, a lot of chicken you go and it, they cook it and it's dark, but it's like dried out. So I love how our moist and flavorful our jerk chicken is. Yeah, when people think about oxtails, they think Caribbean style oxtails. And I'm not sure if ours isn't like that. We make soul food oxtails. Savory, tender, not necessarily a gravy, a gravy, you know, fire. And my mama taught me how to make the peach cobbler. So a lot of people are tapping in about our peach cobbler right now. And yeah, that's what Sunday's touch made the peach that's cobbler. Our newest, that's our newest addition right now. 
Do you have a lot of repeat customers? I mean, people coming back, people waiting for that Sunday and texting in the orders. Do you see a growing business here? Definitely. Well, the fact that I got text messages this morning for pre-orders and the Isaac phone keeps going off maybe for pre-orders, I don't know. But yes, I have over... And just so everyone's aware, it is Monday morning, basically, in California time, in Los Angeles right now, when we're talking and recording this podcast, just to anchor everyone. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's Monday morning, and people are texting for next Sunday, which is April 2nd. So they're ordering a month in advance. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) <laughs> seven days. So in seven days, they'll get their plate, and it'll be a good thing. They'll get to try it. I love this. What what excites you the most about, I mean, you guys obviously have other things going. What excites you the most about Sundays um, and, the, and the time? And, and, like, how do you know if you won the day or not? How, like, how do you guys judge that? How do you feel that you, you're successful? that was a kobe bryant answer if i ever heard one that was just three words or four words so and then and the name of your business right sold out definitely cool i like that (laughs) when we sell out (laughs) that's it i mean we typically have nothing left over uh our first couple weeks our first few weeks, um, we never had anything left over, but we had food that we hadn't cooked yet. So if we have food we didn't cook yet, like just, you know, extra meat that I had. And we decided to start making Mondays our give back day. So we would make the rest of the chicken that we hadn't cooked, probably like three pounds worth, and we loaded it up back of my truck and we drive around downtown LA giving out plates. I love this. I love so this a lot. That's like that's like stuff that we don't even post. You feel me? Like we ain't posted us passing out no plates, none of that. It's just me and B do it and we know what we doing, you know? Yeah. I Good love work. I love the community. I love the being involved in the community. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying that people are ecstatic when they see the food. They say, oh, it's soul food. Like, people don't give out soul food down here. They see chicken and yams and rice and gravy. They're like, oh, wow. Can I get two plates? Yeah, we lay it out. It's not like, you know, we skip it or nothing. We just make a regular plate, and we we took, like, 50 plates once. Like, just, yeah literally extra that we just it was like well we're gonna cook next week but let's you know put this out into the universe yeah those people deserve to have some sold out too love it is there anything you guys want to share with the audience anything you guys want to tell the world anything you guys want to motivate add in like talk about like uh, I want to make sure there's lots of room for you guys as well uh, whatever you guys got going on in your head you guys got any ideas just go for it man if you, even if you don't believe it all the way find somebody you know 
who's going to be a good partner, who can be a fan for you, unsure, or anything like that, just go for it. Just go for it. You never know what the outcome is going to be. If you be steadfast, most of the time it's going to go in your way, go in your favor, rather. So just, just go for it. Make the money. Um, for me, I would say make sure that you sow. Sow into your business. Uh, sow into your business. Sow into your life. Because even though you you know you want to get the bag, like you gotta you gotta have some type of characteristics about you that attract good energy. Because a lot of people out here are not, you know, they may put up a front to be a certain way, but they're not really like looking out or trying to help nobody, or you know. And I ain't saying we're going to go to heaven because we didn't gave our place, but I think that the energy that we're putting out and that sewing that we're doing into our business is going to reflect. And like you said, you might not see it yet. And sometimes I'll be saying stuff that D don't see yet. And like, I really want you to just like how you said it like that, bro. Like you kind of opening up my ears too, you know, because you like you are hearing me though, huh? You saying it like that, like yeah, say that, yeah, say that. That's hard. Well, like I say, man, watch what God do. You know, hmm. for real, because we didn't really plan. We not really, man. We not really planning it. It's just happening. That's right. Yeah, and there's other guys that are doing stuff like you guys are doing in like New York, interestingly not in the soul food space, but in the food space and um and then giving back to the communities in in the way that, that you guys are doing and I think it's really cool and I think that that mission and that purpose that you guys are talking about is huge, um, because um, again, the servant leadership thing, let God lead and we follow and just keep going, keep moving, I think is hugely important. Yep. Definitely. Well, it's because I was watching this guy, Michael Todd, and he said, you know, he was giving us the seven principles of why you either go broke or you have funds. And I'm going to tell them to you right now. Let me tell them to you. I love it. Let's hear this. Let me find it and tell them to you. Hold on. Hold on, D. Hold on, D. Hold on, D. This is important. This is important right here. Okay, but I can't find it. Seven yeah, principles of why you go broke and why you have funds. Oh yeah, here we go. Give me a second. Awesome, I love it. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I'm sorry. Let me fix my uh, words that I said. These are the seven secret simple stewardships. 
Okay. So first, if you are seeking, then you're moving forward. If you are sowing, then you are moving forward. If you spend feasibly, you're moving forward. Save fundamentally. Secure the future and savor fully. Okay, now those are six. Now the seventh one is set apart the forbidden. So now you think about what I'm saying. Now you may have to play it back. But the idea is that if I do all those seven, six things and I don't do the seventh thing, then what good is it to have all the money if I'm not giving nothing back? I love it. Will you read those for me one more time? Yeah. Seek first. So frequently. Spend feasibly. Stay fundamentally. Secure the future. Save savor fully. Sorry. And set apart the forbidden. I love it. And I agree with you 100%. If you want to move into the future, you got to give back um, to what's behind you and those uh, that are behind you in order to move forward. And I think it's the same financially. And I think it doesn't always have to be in the form of money. It can be, well, we're going to throw this away. Why not feed people? And I think any, and that's just extra energy. That's just extra time, uh, which we have plenty of. It is our most valuable resource. But when we give it, and we use our time to make things that were no going to be no longer valuable valuable to someone else. That's better than giving cash, in my opinion. I've been in the food business, and I agree with what you guys are doing um, for 24 years. So, um, 100% or 25 now. And so, um, thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to have you on for a part two because I think probably by the fall, maybe even through the summer, your business is probably going to grow pretty rapidly. I think you're going to figure out how to have more than just soul food Sundays where every day is soul food Sunday and you're sold out more than one day a week. I'm having a feeling that that's going to happen. And... um, I think that you guys have just such great mentality and a hustle mentality and Black Mamba mentality since we talked about Kobe Bryant. And I think it's going to do you guys really well, and I think your business is going to do well because of it. Um, gosh, <clears throat> I don't think there's anything else, but if is there anything you, else you guys want to say before we, we wrap things up here? I just want to appreciate you. Yeah, like, I appreciate you. I don't know what energy led you to finding us, but, you know, that was dope, and I'm glad that I am active to where I was able to, you know, get in touch with you, and we got it done. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest with you guys, and I appreciate you guys, and I'm going to just tell the audience, like, there's a, like, hotbed of food going on right now, and a lot of entrepreneurs bubbling out of the Los Angeles area in particular, the New York area in particular, and like the Nashville area in particular. And it's it's just, if you're in the United States, 
that seems to be where the food entrepreneurs with the leading edge are concentrated. That doesn't mean it's not going on in every city in its own way. It just means that there's a higher concentration there. I don't know why, but there is. And um, and so we're seeing a lot of that. Denver's growing a lot of businesses as well. So like I said, it's not out of the normal, but what is going on is you guys are part of something that's going on that's pretty impressive. And I'm interested to see where this goes because I have a feeling we're going to be seeing more than one sold out, you know, soul food places in in the world. And it's not only going to be in California. I think you guys are going to figure out how to make this happen. So the American, the United States as a whole gets a flavor of this food. No different than Cajun food is is all over the place because of Popeye's chicken. And so, yeah, man. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm giving it to you guys. So I think that that's that's what we're talking about here is this food, the the chicken and the oxtails. I think, you know, the American palate is ready for it on a franchisable scale or 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 a multi location scale. However, you guys envision it, multiple trucks, trailers. I don't know what it is, but I do think that the American palate is ready for it across many many cities in the united states um would love to see this type of concept easy on the go like you guys do it easy to order easy to pick up and um pretty cool so thank you guys very much thank you uh for everyone in the audience if you like the episode if you like these guys like the episode obviously give it five stars whatever platform you're listening on share it um Give it a review, a written one also. Give these guys a great raving review. Give their website and their business a raving review if you find it online. Always help them. You know, Give their page, Instagram page a like. Um, do all of these things. You can see that in the notes, but it's important because you're supporting these guys. These guys are at the very beginning, and they're doing things right in the food business. They're using past experience that they've stacked up now to go into the food game. Which is, it, which is great. You should stack up life skills to be an entrepreneur in life. And if you already are an entrepreneur, you should keep stacking life skills or business skills or whatever skills because they do become entrepreneur skills. So I will leave everyone with that and this. If you want to find us, we're on Instagram at just the food entrepreneurs. If you want to f- listen to us, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And we're out. <laughs>